In this episode, I want to talk about Adiona and Abiona. Originally, this episode was going to be about Adiona, but Adiona and Abiona seem to be a team, so I will discuss both of them. Most of this information comes from Encyclopedia of Spirits, The Ultimate Guide to the Magic of Fairies, Genies, Demons, Ghosts, Gods, and Goddesses by Judica Illis. Adiona is an Italian or pre-Roman goddess. She is the spirit of safe and speedy returns. She is indigenous to the Roman region, but she actually predates the Romans. Basically, when the Romans got there, they found that Adiona was already there. She often works in conjunction with her sister, Abiona, who is the spirit of departures. Together, they provide for the safety of travelers in general, but especially of children away from home for the first time. Adiona ensures that they return home safely. Abiona and Adiona can be petitioned together to guard a child who journeys back and forth from home daily. If a child is forcibly removed from home, whether by kidnap or other means, Adiona is an appropriate spirit to petition for protection and a speedy, safe return. Before I discuss Abiona, I want to talk a little bit about why I wanted to petition this goddess and honor her. In a few of my recent episodes, I've discussed Amanda Mullinax and her situation. Basically, Amanda is a Native American woman who's a member of the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma. She lives in Oklahoma. She has four children, and Oklahoma Department of Human Services took her children in October of 2022 and I have not seen any just cause for removing her children. So far from the paperwork I saw, they made allegations of domestic violence in the past, but Amanda says that there really was no domestic violence in her relationship. We know that couples argue and sometimes it gets a little heated and someone might decide to go for a walk, and that's basically what I read about in the paperwork, and they tried to make the wording sound really terrible. They said that Amanda said to the kids, let's get out of here before he kills us. She gathered up the kids and went for a walk. It doesn't seem to me like she was truly in fear for her life in that situation. It sounded more like she was trying to get some space and allow the situation to simmer down. I do believe there were some issues in the past and the children were taken away, like I said, the allegations of domestic violence. Those allegations actually didn't even come from Amanda. It was an outside person who reported that there was domestic violence in the home and DHS, Oklahoma Department of Human Services, they decided to believe those allegations and remove the children. The children were then returned in August of 2022 and then in October, the baby got hurt and the dad, Jason, decided to take the kids to DHS for advice on what he should do, whether they thought the baby should go to the doctor or, you know, he was reaching out for some help and advice from people that he thought had that sort of authority to make a decision about the safety of a child. So it seems reasonable that they had already had interactions with DHS in the past and the baby got hurt. He said one of the other kids hit the baby with a toy, which seems pretty normal. And he was reaching out just wondering what he should do. And DHS turned it around and made it seem like he had hurt the baby. And they then removed the children right then. And during this time, Amanda was not actually home. 
It was Jason taking care of the children, and all of the children were removed in October based on DHS's allegation that Jason harmed the baby. But there is no evidence to prove that anybody intentionally or maliciously harmed the baby. I don't think you could say the other children who were all five, all of the children were five and under at the time. So there were just a bunch of little children playing and the baby got hurt. If you have any experience with children, you know that that's a normal thing that happens. So DHS removed the children in October of 2022 because they said the dad hurt the baby, which seems crazy. And they have not let the parents see any of the children since October of 2022. So I am petitioning Adiona and all other spiritual powers to keep these children safe and to return them to their loving parents as soon as possible. Initially, when I found out about this case, it was the very end of July and it was over the weekend. So I spoke with Amanda. She gave me some background. She mentioned all of the allegations. She didn't really have any paperwork. We started requesting paperwork and everyone involved in the case was behaving very strangely. It became apparent when we did get proper paperwork that they were not following the law. The law specifically that I'm referring to is the Indian Child Welfare Act of 1978. And there are lots of details in that law that explain how cases with Indian children must be handled. This law came into question this year in 2023. And I believe that these agencies like Oklahoma DHS thought the law was going to be overturned and that they wouldn't have to follow it anymore. Anymore, but the law was upheld by the Supreme Court in June of 2023, so they do have to follow it. And I figured initially that if we just told the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma what was going on, that they would ensure that DHS followed the law. And to my surprise, the people who were assigned to Amanda's case seemed to be very much against her. And I posted a conversation with one of the women where I was truly baffled by her responses because for one it became obvious that they were trying to pin allegations on Amanda and Jason that were baseless they were making claims that were just not supported by the evidence and facts of the case and then they were moving forward with terminating Amanda's parental rights and there was a hearing scheduled for August 10th I believe that was supposed to be a permanency hearing I only have a surface understanding of this sort of stuff so my guess is that at the permanency hearing, they were going to discuss the fact that they were moving forward with terminating parental rights. That's what I'm guessing because they had scheduled the jury trial for terminating parental rights on August 25th. So after we raised the questions about the ICWA violations and we made a few requests for how the case should be handled because I felt that the appointed attorney was not properly representing Amanda. And that's a common thing when you have a child protective services case and you are a poor person, they will often appoint an attorney to you. I believe that you should immediately fire that person and either represent yourself or find some other attorney to represent you. Even if the attorney just helps you fill out paperwork that you can 
can file on your own, you are better off without the appointed attorney because the appointed attorney is paid by the people who are trying to take your children. They are basically paid to keep you docile and make sure that the case proceeds according to the state's plan. And the state's plan is usually to terminate the parents' rights so they can adopt out the children. And I believe the reason they do all of this is for funding. If they have more children in their system and have to permanently place more children up for adoption, it seems like the agency is needed more. So they will make things up. They will write down absolute lies in your paperwork to make it seem like they are justified in removing your children and to make it seem like they are justified in terminating your parental rights. The best thing you could do for yourself is to get rid of the appointed attorney. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, ask the appointed attorney some pressing questions. Ask them to help you sue the agency for not following the law. And you will hear them say they cannot help you do that. And if you press a little harder, they might be honest and tell you why. So at this point, we raised a bunch of questions based on information that was available online. And they canceled the August 25th jury trial for termination of parental rights. And instead, they scheduled a hearing for September 7th to transfer the case to tribal court. So let's see how that goes. I feel like a win is a win. Even though this was just a small win, I was just really horrified at the idea that they were planning for a jury trial to terminate Amanda's parental rights literally on my birthday. So I'm happy that we at least put that on hold for a while. And I am hopeful that transferring the case to tribal court will be successful. But even if it's not, I'm going to continue to advocate for Amanda as much as I can. And I hope that everyone who's listening to this podcast episode is supporting Amanda as well. Whatever you can do to help her, whether it's a prayer, a ritual, a phone call, even though the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma has been so disappointing, there was one person who worked there who was actually helpful. And I've mentioned coincidences in this case already. I'll briefly explain this one. My name is Andrea Brooks, and I live in Massachusetts. I am helping Amanda Mullinax, so I've made several calls to the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma. I'm going to include their phone number in the description of this episode, so please look for that if you'd like to make a phone call on Amanda's behalf. I would really appreciate that. Anyway, I left a bunch of messages for people, and someone called me back, and her name is Andrea Richards, and and like I said, she was the only person who was helpful. So when things got weird, I tried to reach back out to Andrea Richards. Now, our conversation, our interaction was sort of by accident because Andrea Richards handles cases for Choctaw people who live in Massachusetts. I'm not a Choctaw person. I do live in Massachusetts. She was a little confused thinking that maybe Amanda was living in Massachusetts or maybe the case was about me and I'm in Massachusetts. So Amanda does not live in Massachusetts. I'm not a Choctaw person. So Andrea Richards was not the person who would handle this situation, but she was able to give me some general information that was very, very helpful. And she seemed to agree with me that the Choctaw Nation should be advocating for its people. The weird coincidence there is not only in our first names, it's also the fact that if I had my father's last name, my name would be Andrea Richards. And like I already mentioned, they had scheduled termination of Amanda's parental rights on my actual birthday and 
the date of the permanency hearing, August 10th, is my sister's birthday. There have just been so many coincidences in this situation. I feel like it was fate for us to get connected here. So the sad thing is when things started to go badly with other people at the Choctaw Nation who were actually assigned to Amanda's case, I tried to reach back out to Andrea Richards and I was told that she no longer works there. And that kind of hit me like a ton of bricks because I was already getting a very strange vibe from the other people and she was literally the only one who gave me hope. So for her to be gone was just upsetting. Anyway, like I said, this episode is about petitioning Adiona for protection of Amanda's children. She has four children, ages six, four, three, and two, and we want them to be returned safely to her as soon as possible. Adiona is the Roman goddess of safe return. Like Abiona, she is sometimes considered an aspect of Juno as they both protect children. Juno is the Roman goddess of mothers. She is, of course, especially concerned with the young. And together, Adiona and Abiona teach the young child to walk and watch over her or his first steps. This theme of protecting the first steps of a child also extends to their protection of grown children who move away from home for the first time. The name Adiona comes from the Latin verb adio, to approach or visit, as well as to take possession of one's inheritance. So maybe the connection between these two meanings lies in the idea of to come home again. Adiona is believed to watch over children as they go to and from school, and to especially preside over bringing them home safely. She is also said to protect all travelers. I mentioned that Adiona and Abiona are sisters. Abiona is also an Italian pre-Roman goddess. Abiona is the spirit of literal and metamorphic departures. She protects children in general, but especially the first time they leave home. Abiona may be petitioned to provide for a child's safety. Her name derives from a root verb indicating to depart or go forth, but which also references death, and so she may also be petitioned to provide protection beyond the realm of the living. She has dominion over all kinds of departures, marriage, the military, educational opportunities, and death. She may be petitioned to safeguard children in comas whose souls may be understood as having temporarily departed, as well as in any situation in which a child has become distant or is no longer truly with you. Abiona works in conjunction with her sister spirit, Adiona, goddess of safe returns. Together they teach babies to walk. Abiona also guards travelers. Abiona is traditionally invoked by parents on behalf of their children and by travelers on behalf of themselves. Ideally, present the petition and make the offering before the journey begins so that she oversees the very first steps. Petition her in conjunction with Adiona if children do not begin walking at an expected age. If you want to honor Abiona on your altar, you can create a sacred space for her that incorporates gate and road imagery. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this episode of Path of a Green Witch podcast. If you'd like to help Amanda during this difficult time, you can make a phone call to the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma at 800-522-6170 and let them know that Amanda Mullinax needs their help. You can also donate to Amanda's GoFundMe that I've set up for her. I will put the link in the description box. Whether your spiritual beliefs align with mine or not, I would really appreciate appreciate it if you took the time to send some positive wishes to Amanda and 
let's all get together and do what we can to fight for the safe return of Amanda's four children. Thank you so much for listening to Path of a Greenwich podcast.